Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. foodie fans how's your october going getting ready for halloween did you buy a bunch of bag you know a bunch of bags of candy did you eat those candy then buy more candy i'm trying you know i'm you know out of sight out of mind trying to be good but you know this time of year it's tough but yeah i mean you can say that for every season you know there's always a reason to drink and to eat i mean you know, football, I mean, my Giants are doing god-awful, but, you know, you sit down, you watch a game, you have a couple of beers, and then this this past weekend, I uh, went up to an Oktoberfest in upstate New York, and then I had, I had some friends visiting, and we went uh, to Chinatown and had some late-night Chinese food, and... You know, I, I just, uh, I, I gotta start, I gotta start buckling down instead of unbuckling my pants. Why am I, why am I sharing this with you guys? I don't know. Hopefully, uh, you're listening. Maybe you can sympathize. I don't know. But, anyway, uh, you know, well, maybe I should watch some more horror films because the, the one we're talking about today, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, you know, that made me a little queasy. Didn't want to eat as much, you know, some good, you know, cannibalism happening in the film, but, uh, you know, the, the, this one wasn't as violent as I, this is the 74, you know, the original, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, the slasher film, and, but it wasn't as violent as I, as I remember. It's not like the two, the gross 2003 one. 2003 one is, uh, ugh, like, well, not ugh as a film. I don't, I don't know. I haven't watched in a while, but ugh, as far as, you know the the visuals. This one, it's not as great. It's just it's a scary film. But there are there still are some plain gross moments, especially because it leaves it to your imagination, which can be the scariest thing of all. But you know we're gonna talk plenty about that. My guest Zach Bressler, he and I, we sit down, we talk about it. We you know we talk about food, obviously. We talk horror, and uh, and then we talk a very funny scene from a classic comedy. And uh, but first, need to talk to cage club podcast network related things first uh check out the most recent episode of 
third time's a charm that's the michael manzi you know his own he's got a bunch of podcasts and he's a co-host on a bunch of podcasts this is his solo podcast and i've been on uh some you know episodes and this one he did a special episode it wasn't didn't come out the third of the month but he covered leatherface which is the third installment of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, franchise. Now, I wasn't sure if I was going to be doing this movie, but I told them, you know what, this is a, you know, I'll definitely, let me promote it. This is a, a great companion piece for this episode. So once you're done with this episode, check out that one. Check out Leatherface. And uh, second is that now we have a, uh, a podcast on the network coming to an end. That's the watch the Theron, watch the Theron, Theron, Theron. I don't know, I forget. Theron, Charlie's Theron, Charlie's Theron. Well, it's the you know the podcast about the Academy Award-winning actress, and it's a great podcast. And since it's coming to an end, uh, Joey and Mike, uh, they're, they're doing the, you know, they're, they usually do awards for their podcasts, and this award show is called The Chrome Teeth. Why? I don't know. Find out. Listen to it. And vote, because now you can vote on cageclub.me. Again, that's cageclub.me. And they have a bunch of fun categories for all of, you know, her performances, you know, from, uh, you know, she's a villain in some movies, she's a hero in others, and then, you know, they have it for other categories for supporting actors, and so that'll be fun, uh, I have to vote myself, and so you guys, again, go on to cageclub.me and vote for the, uh, you know, the Chrome Teeth Awards, and that's it. So Leatherface, cageclub.me for Chrome Teeth Awards, and obviously, Check out all the other fantastic podcasts on their network. And right now, listen to this fantastic podcast. Zach, thanks for coming on Foodie Films. What's thanks happening? For, thanks for having me. Um, so you once guested on P.S. I Love Hoffman, my pr- uh, my prior... Uh, sounds like my prior conviction. My previous <laughs> podcast with Brian Rodriguez, and uh, that was Boogie Nights. A, a very similar movie to today, right? You oh, know? definitely. <laughs> Lots of meat. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of meat. That should be the the saying for today's episode. Lots of meat. Um, but before we get into the movie at hand, I just want to talk just like film in general, food in general with you. So, um, you, you know, it's the, the Halloween season. That's why last week we had Killer Tomatoes. This week, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original 1974 um what i mean you you're into horror we even you you directed a horror suspense film and that's when we kind of first became friends because uh well the, for for those of you listening zach uh he works at uh rampo college or do you want people to know that I don't yeah know. i don't care okay yeah so zach works at rampo college and he teaches a film course here and uh my sophomore going into my sophomore year he had you were kind of like my advisor and then you were shooting a a low-budget uh, horror film over that summer. Called yeah, we were doing the, the, uh, like a C-grade. We were aiming to be a make it a horror movie, but the budget and 
problems uh, turn in <laughs> turn it kind of into a thriller. Um, yeah, more yeah, more of a thriller. Yeah, there are definitely horror elements. But so. it was uh, yeah, full student uh, crew and stuff. I mean, not the the cast wasn't all students, but there were a good amount of students in the cast. Um, yeah, it's called Semester's End. Uh, one day it's going to be released. Yeah, uh, hopefully there's. <laughs> I know there's some workings right now of it being released through a. Uh, like a kind of like a separate company, right? Yeah, there's a uh, Scream Time Films out of Texas. They release uh, low budget horror films. They signed a contract, so um, uh, hopefully uh, soon I'll be able to get it out to the world. Uh, this masterpiece in filmmaking that it is. <laughs> what What was uh, your like first? Do you remember your first like horror film experience and like what the makes you film enjoy? that I saw? Or? Yeah. Oh, my mother was a crazed horror film fanatic. Uh, okay. So every weekend we'd go to the video store, local video store. I think back in the day in like in the suburbs of Philly, West Coast Video. I think it was called. Yeah, West Coast Video. Um, so is that or Blockbuster? Yeah, this is those. before Blockbuster though. Um, yeah. I'm a young man, um, <laughs> and so every my my parents would pick out like the craziest low budget horror, yeah. crazy stuff like that, and uh, yeah, we didn't have much restrictions as far as like uh, what we can watch and stuff like that. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, you're... we we sort of. Uh, Watch those pretty much as a family. My brother was too much of a chicken shit to watch any of it. He was on one of your podcasts as well. Yeah, he, uh, he, <laughs> yeah, he was on the Punch Drunk Love, and he also and he's directing. Uh, he, he, he ironically he directs horror films. Yeah, now. but um, as a child, he uh, um, can I say like a real short little? Yeah, yeah. I want, please, you know, I want to try and embarrass him as, as oh, much yeah. as possible. Yeah. Um, he uh, he watched. Uh, uh, American Werewolf in London, which is a comedy film. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's got scary. It terrorized the kid. Yeah. The kid, How old was he? Um, guesstimate. Guesstimate, probably seven or eight or something like that. That's, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not defend. But like, I. I'm. I'm a chicken shit too, so I, I can appreciate. It. Okay. But, but continue. But he's yeah. he's been booby trapping his his doors ever since and he still does to this day he tells me you know he's married with a child and it's like he booby traps the you know his bedroom yeah, door and he's living like, in texas know. so he better watch yeah, out for exactly exactly yeah. he's he's where they like barbecue so <laughs> um do you have you know like i i said like oh i want to you know do uh you know like a Halloween film, and then you know, like, and when I think horror, you you come to mind. So then I, we, you know, we were debating which film to talk about, and I decided to go with Texas Chainsaw. But what are what are your, which what are like you know, you could go with top five, or if you just have a number one, like what are your horror films? Yeah, I just I I realized I I really gave you like the politician answer of that of your question a second ago. <laughs> so I'll answer in the fact that like, um, I mean, for earliest heart like would be like still like one of my like Halloween the original Halloween yeah. and to me that was actually that was scary okay the, you know like the, the when, boogeyman yeah element. when you know she looks out her window and there's a guy just standing looking in the window from the from the clotheslines and mm-hmm. stuff that's that's the only kind of stuff that really freaked me out ghost stories monsters and stuff never really did like okay. the, like that was a scary movie that you know and, and like just the the thought of that just someone like you know just standing there staring at your window it's like that's pretty freaky um but like uh, uh the original nightmare on elm street mm-hmm. that i mean you know 
to this day. I like you know that that's that's still a great film. Um, I guess because it deals with the uncontrollable, right? That's dreams. Yeah. And then the unstoppable boogeyman. Right. And then even the sequels, like where they became more like comedy and stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, it was it's just a great character. Yeah. The, the Freddy Krueger character that was. You know, it wasn't as scary per se, but I'll never. I remember, like in middle school, the uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three came out, and the Dream Warriors one, mm-hmm. and it was like, other than having like a like the hard rock soundtrack that I was, you know, <laughs> totally digging at the time, um, but like it, it was just. I remember going with my friends to that, to see that in the theater, and so it was just awesome. You know, yeah. you, you're waiting for the one liners that Freddie comes up. Oh with yeah. And stuff well, like, he's you know. he loves. He's like, shut up, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're on prime time now, yeah. bitch. When he sticks the head through the window, uh, through the TV screen yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, so the Nightmare on Street series is really good. Um, any any modern ones you've seen? Like, I had Heather oh, yeah. on last week, and she's discussed that's now it's called like you know smart horror. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, let the right one in. Oh, both yeah. versions, the American and the and the the Swedish one. Yeah, Swedish. I, th- yeah. I think they're f- both fantastic. Actually, yeah. I really I really like both. You know, you know, I'm a big book reader, so I read yeah. the book and stuff. So the American one kind of follows the book a little better than the Swedish one oh, does. Okay. But the ambiguity of the of the Swedish one makes it like really creepy yeah. and you know where it's not as close to the book, but it's really cool. Very well made film. Um, yeah, actually, you asked me before we even started recording have I seen any films lately and I lied to you oh. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was not the only recent film I saw <laughs> A Quiet Place which I thought was pretty awesome oh yeah I saw that, that in was, theaters okay that yeah. was cool that, that was, was a good we brought that up on last week's episode as well that was a great use of sound like you know right and I think one that you I mean I didn't watch it just recently but one that you recommended um, It Follows oh yeah didn't you recommend that yeah, to me I, I think did. yeah that was a good one too my little more recent. horror is at the bottom of the genre you know that I, that I have in, interest in I, I do you know I said last week you know like the Hitchcock and you know like that style like the suspense thriller mm-hmm. you know the psycho or even you know I mean if you want to include then Spielberg with Jaws but I, I've, I'm just not like a slasher especially like the modern slashers with just all the gore like I, yeah. I, I it just it, I like just the, find it, I find it more disgusting than scary like the Saw kind yeah, of yeah just kind, yeah, you know. yeah I mean the original Saw was kind of yeah because that's like got like kind of interesting and, and versus, genius yeah, yeah that was good but yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. It, 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 it it's more about the like you said, out than like, right? And and like films like Halloween and, and and even Texas Chainsaw Massacre here, it's not that gory. You don't no, see much really blood isn't. at all. The remake, the two thousand three remake I that I saw I've in theaters, it. that was that was yeah gory. Okay, you yeah. see like in this when they put her on the hook. You don't see her go on the hook. In that movie, you see a hook right. going. I'm like, ugh, I don't need to, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. So it's like, you know, it, it, they become more, like, uncomfortable and, yeah. and stuff like that. And it's, you know, there's definitely a market for it, and there's and, and there's a place. But, like, like the whole the whole setting, and that's what I'm, why the films that I mentioned, it's like those mm-hmm. films, like, they evoke fear without having to you know, be over the top. Although yeah. I, I, you know, like, uh, like kind of old, you know, I don't, most of the audience probably never even seen these films like the, uh, H G, uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis films, the, um, 
uh, Blood Feast and mm-hmm. um, 2000 Maniacs. Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen 2000 Maniacs. They made a remake of it with Robert England in it, actually, yeah. um, which was, it's kind of, it's gore, but it's kind of comedy to mm-hmm. it, it. Like 2000 Maniacs is the original one. It, it, you should check that one out, actually. It's, pre- it's pretty good. Are you, since Halloween is like, you know, up there on the pedestal for you, are you, I'm sure you'll see it eventually, but are you excited for the new one? Eh, not, I, I don't know. It's, did you read, like, what they're doing? Well, they're I know like, John Carpenter's involved with yeah, it. he did the music. Supposedly yeah. the music's good. Yeah, I know John Carpenter's involved with it, and it's it's bringing Laurie Strode back into yeah. the mix and stuff. And, you know, it's just, I, I don't know, they just, it's kind of like, they just kind of numbed you to it by making so many sequels, and they've brought Laurie Strode back in other... Well, okay, so, I mean, this is, they make it kind of like a, they've, it's it's out there. It's not a spoiler. Like it, you know, like you don't have to have seen the movie to know this. But they're negating everything after the first one. Which is well, the second one's good. No, but that's the but that's like not even like in the trailers. They're like, oh, didn't you know? Isn't like your grandma related to Michael? And it's like, no, that's just a rumor. Like they are totally in this world. It goes Halloween, and now this oh, whatever really? this Halloween movie is right. being called. Yeah, and, which got I the mean... blessing from Carpenter. So I don't, you know. Okay. Yeah. Is it zombie making it? No. 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 It's yeah. David Gordon Green who makes like comedies. Okay. And what's his name? Uh, Eastbound and Down. <laughs> he He's he, he wrote it. Oh, he wrote. He it? co-wrote it. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm a Danny McBride. Yeah. yeah. Um, who, who I've met in the, at Ooh. at Comic Con. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Co- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He, he was cool. Also he that, was cool guy. Yeah, yeah. I should I should also say Zach. I mean, well, I mean, we said that we worked on you. Had, you wrote a film and directed it, and then you teach a course here. But I mean, you work in production as well, and that's pretty cool. You've done for how many years now? Comic Con in San Diego, like six. I feel like six or seven, something yeah, like that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Good that's fun. Some pretty cool. You know, people. it's the coolest gig. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, it's up there. It's a lot of fun. Still didn't meet Bill Murray though. Get the geek out. I missed the Bill Murray shoot. Yeah. You were lucky on that one. <laughs> I did the Adam Lambert the day before. He did yeah, Bill I Murray. did that one too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Adam Lambert before I he was part of my favorite band of all time, which that okay. movie's coming out yeah, next yeah. week, so I need to go see that. Uh-huh. But um, before we get into Texas Chainsaw, I'm just going to ask you a couple of like, food kind of related questions, um, just because, hey, it's called Foodie Films. Uh, was there a point in your life that you did kind of... Because I know I know you, you enjoy food, and we talk about food. And even recently, you're in uh, Poland, and you had a layover in Munich. Mm-hmm. And I told you kind of like where to go. And even then, we don't even have to talk food. We could talk a little bit about beer because I know you enjoy beer and Captain Morgan. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, we're laughing because there's a side story from my college days at Captain Morgan. But anyway, um, was there a point that you went like? Oh, food is more than just like sitting down for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Like, do you remember a time where, like, it became more of like a, I enjoy this meal, I want this. I mean, it could have been at a young age, but from parents cooking or going out to eat. Um, I don't know. I think I think it's more. You know, as you get as you get older and stuff like that, and then you you remembered like dishes you might've had when you were younger. Mm-hmm. That's kind of something. And it's like, I get this craving for something that's like, I haven't had in 20 years or yeah. something. Like, and it's like, and then I got to like figure out how to make it or, or, you know, or find it or whatever. That, 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 that's something that kind of like happen, you know, happens from time to time. I think actually you are the first, uh, parent I'm having on my podcast. I think so. Sorry if I'm forgetting previous guests. 
but uh, what what that's um intrigued actually because now I've I've recently become an uncle and I'm around you know like a a baby much more and I mm-hmm. see my sister now as a mother but as a parent in the world of food like what what experiences like have you had with that just even because what triggered it was you saying like haven't had a meal since like your child and you're thinking about that are there any food things that you're carrying on for your kids as far as even just like oh I had this when I was a kid let me like you know Um, try this or just even or just even trying to get your kids into food (laughs) trying to get my kids eat that's the you've seen my kids they're freaking string beans but um (laughs) well they're athletic (laughs) well one of my daughters doesn't eat um Uh, but uh that's um yeah i mean i mean i i i I think it's a conquest this has nothing to do with my childhood but like i got all my kids hooked on moe's though so oh yeah you got me into that's that's our place so it's um, we have a place yeah we have a place (laughs) we've broken bread um but uh yeah yeah no so like you know my my kids are really into that um there is a there's a dish that it's funny my it's kind of like a throwaway dish that my parent my mother used to make when like her and my father would go out Mm -hmm. and she'd just throw something together it was it was mac and cheese but it was it's like homemade mac and cheese it's not like you know out of the box and and then she um she used to put like uh chop up chicken and put it and and then bake it in the oven and um it was like she would like melt down velveta and milk Mm -hmm. and stuff like that it was really like creamy heavy and also like blocks you up for like four days afterwards (laughs) um my so i've i've done it like i don't know if i've made it for my daughters yet but i've made it for my son and um like i i do it instead of the chicken i I do it with bacon like my kids Ah, that's the one thing my kids will eat and it's pretty awesome it's like mac and cheese with bacon (laughs) you know like that yeah that's that's a good dish but um well you know what let's let's start talking texas chainsaw massacre it came out like i said in 1974 it's directed by is it Tobe Hooper? Toby Hooper? It's T-O-B-E. Yeah, I I've heard it pronounced Tobe. It's so, okay. Yeah. Let's go with Tobe yeah. Hooper. Um, I just want to say that, just like, fuck this guy because he also directed... Have you ever seen the movie Invaders from Mars? No. It's, I don't think so. It, it's this movie that scared me so much as a kid. And I saw it on, like, basic kit, probably, like, on WB-11, where even some, like, I'm sure there must be some scarier parts that were even taken out of it. Mm -hmm. But the concept is this kid is wakes up to like he you know it takes place in i think like california where it's like hilly and he just wakes up seeing this bright light land you know from his bedroom window on the other side of this hill like in Mm -hmm. the distance and then every then like all like his family members and friends start acting weird and they realize they're all like been taken over by these aliens and there's just this huge scary looking like brain looking alien <laughs> that just scared the shit out of me and then when i'm looking on i never knew who directed it and then i'm looking at uh what else this guy has directed which he also directed the second chainsaw massacre uh he directed poltergeist which do you know the have you ever heard like people say like spielberg technically directed that but then you know because it is a spielberg produced movie i think he kind of yeah it's it. got that spielberg feel yeah, yeah. but you know, Pooper was... directed it yeah though? oh wow yeah i didn't know that but then, and he also, but the that best was a scary movie, that was, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think the good. best thing he ever directed, the Dancing with Myself music video. 
with the, that was, Billy Idol. <laughs> oh, Billy Idol one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. That's the also. Um, I'm, that. I was I was thinking Dancing, Dancing in the, the Street. Oh, no, Dancing, Dancing in the Street with, with uh, the McJagger Bowie and, and Jagger, yeah. where they're like <laughs> flit, flit, flittering around. You know, like. <laughs> we underlay. As much as I love the two, it's like yeah, oh, that was oh, not, yeah. that one. <laughs> but yeah, he directed the Dancing with Myself music video. Billy okay, Idol, so that's that's pretty good right there. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was inspired by what uh, the guy. The serial killer, and he wasn't even technically a serial killer, but Ed Gein, Ed Gein, Ed yeah, Gein yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. of that whole. But that inspired then Silence of the Lambs and mm-hmm. Psycho, right? But um, and then see, we need these people, yeah. And then Tobe Hooper got the idea while standing in a hardware section of a crowded store during Christmas shopping, and he was just like. How would I get out of here? And he spotted chainsaws, and that that combined with hearing the Ed Gain, you know, uh-huh. story, that's how he came up with. Really, Texas. ironically, it's like uh, don't like three of them dive by a hammer. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, one's a hammer, one's like a hatchet. Yeah, a lot of them are bludgeoned. Yeah, and the only and they want to do it to the girl too with Grandpa. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And the only time we see chainsaw on flesh is to his leg towards the end. Right. Yes. But not unlike the 2003 remake that you see, like, a saw literally going through somebody. And uh, I just... Uh-huh. Not for me. But, um, I mean, this is what... I mean, so what do you think, you know, what do you think of this original Texas Chainsaw? Um, in, you know, when when you asked me to do this, so rewatching, I haven't watched this film in years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's this wasn't one, you know... One of those ones from childhood that I really remembered, like oh, you know, like that that stuck that I rewatch, you know, like like the Halloweens and Nightmare on Elm Streets, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, in watching it this for this viewing, it was, uh, I mean, it has a lot of the 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 tropes. I mean, it's early, it's so I'm not say it's not taking from anything. Yeah. It's this is 1974, so this yeah, I think is Halloween 77, 78, 78, I think. Yeah. yeah. So this is a. Uh, you know, this is very early on in that whole genre, and it's like, um, it, yeah, it's I, it's well made in that sense. I mean, it's you know, super low budget. You can tell, but it's like, um, you know, it's got those like really offbeat like country characters. Yeah. That, that it's like it's like I you know I I forgot like how weird the freaking characters are. I mean, obviously there's the guy with the leather mask running around. Trying to saw people, but the the family members or whoever those guys, the other guys are, it's like yeah. they're just really off. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you know what I was thinking of? I was thinking like, oh, Eli Roth takes from this, like in Cab- Cabin Fever and mm-hmm. stuff, like with his characters. Uh, he, I'm sure he got this, like, inspired him for those characters. Yeah, you know? I wonder, you know, again, not being well versed in horror, like, after, you know, because even, I mean, not that it was a horror movie, but like, you know, Deliverance definitely has the stereotypes of the, yeah, you know, yeah. and which th- that that was. It's pretty horrifying. You no, know, it's yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but I'm just trying to think of like the southern or like the, you know, like mountain stereotypes. Like what? Like I'm I'm trying. The hills have eyes. Yeah, hills that. have eyes. You yeah, know, like that's Wes Craven, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't even I don't even remember like what I don't know what year that is. But I feel like this definitely did start like some you know classic horror elements that a lot of other like you're saying that you could see maybe Eli Roth has taken from oh yeah and yeah. you can also I love I really enjoyed it watching it this time I mean I was you know still like a little like 
ugh, like a little un- un- uncomfortable watching it, but I but I was trying to watch it for just like dissecting it, you know, f- film wise, production wise, and you could see like the actors are having fun with it, like with these. Like, oh, the wacky being over cat- the top, yeah, oh, big time, be- yeah. yeah, no, definitely. I like what the the actor that played like the hitchhiker that ends up being like Leatherface's brother, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He said filming the dinner scene, so like when they're taunting Sally and everything, mm-hmm. uh, was the worst time of my life. And then to continue that quote, and I had been in Vietnam with people trying to kill me. So I guess that shows how bad it was because supposedly it was like a hundred degrees every day, zero air conditioning, and they had legitimate like raw meat on the table and it was going bad. Mm-hmm. And then even they only, cause it was a low budget, uh, the actor, um, Gunnar Hansen that plays Leatherface, right, right. he wore one sh- they only had like because they dyed it a certain color so they couldn't wash his shirt so it just had like 30 days of sweat and running around and just like no one Lovely, even when, yeah. when he went for like lunch on set no one sat by him because it was just that disgusting uh-huh. and so so according to yeah the actor that you know played the hitchhiker he said that that dinner scene was just yeah un- i mean and it's it it, it like you said, it looks, you know, it's that talk about uncomfortable. I mean, it's yeah. like, and that was the th- that was the f- other funny thing. I, like I said, I've seen this film before, and I'm like, I, I I'm watching it during that scene. I'm like, I thought that she makes it at the end, and I'm like, how the hell is she gonna make it? Yeah. You know, like, so I was still in suspense a little bit. Yeah. I was just like, I'm like, from what I remember, I she does escape, doesn't she? It was like they can't, and there was still like. 15, 20 minutes left in the film. I'm like, where's this going? It's like, I, 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 gets, I totally yeah. forgot. And it's a long scene, so it's it really is. uncomfortable. Yeah, like, you know, it's you feel, I mean, she's going through hell, you know? It's like oh, awful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, yeah, she, that character, all the other ones kind of, like, they get killed. Not like right away in the sense that it's throughout the movie, but when they have their interaction, they get killed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Except for the one girl that's unfortunately put in the freezer and the guy opens up the freezer and she right. pops up and then Leatherface comes out and again hits him either with the hammer or the hatchet or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, And this this Leatherface is very in- interesting. I know, again, the actor Gunnar Hansen said that he studied uh, people with, like, uh, that, like, had speech impediments and also a bit, like, uh, like mental illness because that's what he was figured he'd go for with the character and that's mm-hmm. like what the director was saying as well but um he definitely he just it's weird like you almost like at some points in the movie you feel like a little sympathetic for him just in his mannerisms after he kills somebody he's like almost contemplating what did i do and then it, it's the i forgot i i, I mean i've probably only seen this cut this this version once in full mm-hmm. but the ending is so interesting like did you you know you haven't seen it in a while and mm-hmm. you know, we're both definitely more well versed in film now than probably the last time we saw it did what 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 did you think of the ending i i got almost like a kubrick vibe to it that like a clockwork orange that also this classical music starts and just very, I don't know, just almost felt like an art house movie at the end. It's funny thing is in this viewing, I'm like, what happened to the trucker? Yeah, he just <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> he was running with her, and all of a sudden he's gone. Yeah, and she's in the she she's... just kept running down the road. Yeah, so. oh, really? Yeah. I, I, do you see that? I don't yeah, know. you just see he just keeps running in the distance, and then that because then he and the pickup passes him. 
and then she's running and she tries to, and then she gets into the pickup and the pickup uh-huh. So he just keeps running down the road, and I guess he's hoping to come back later and yeah, he's find his fini- truck. Yeah, he's got to finish his delivery. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of from the from the working man perspective, yeah. you know? He's got to finish his his job, you yeah. know? It's like... <laughs> Tries to do a good deed, and like, and I she, like he just throws that monkey him, wrench. You know? It's definitely yeah. like... It's a bit like... It, 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 it shows its production value at some points like that oh yeah like, without a doubt like it's the new again the newer version i'm not a fan of i mean now that even then then there was like they did the 2003 one and then they did a prequel to that like after that that was i think the same director and then there was one that came out in i think 2013 that was like 3d it was just called texas chainsaw and i think even after that then there was one that was from like leatherface when he was like a little boy or whatever like that was really weird but point being um I remember the 2003 one like the best and it's just, it is I will say it's better in the sense that it's a bit more tight and it just like in the like that when she runs away it there, there isn't like the it's like she gets on the, with a trucker and then like gets out of there and I think that and the trucker the like final scares like the brother or no the truck hits the brother she gets in the truck and then you know Leatherface comes out one more time for the final scare gets a little, you know, like the chainsaw hitting the truck and the truck drives away or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a l- little better in that sense. But I did I did like this ending that, again, it was weird because it's a movie that really doesn't have music. You know, there are some horror movies that, like Halloween, that have an amazing mm-hmm. score to it. Right, right. But then this is definitely a movie. What do you what did you think about that element as far as said we just you just said you saw a quiet place. So the world of sound and music in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I, I think it it works for this film. I don't think a score really you know, they were they I guess it wanted they wanted to give you that like backwoods kind yeah. of quiet feel to it. Like to I guess that also like adds to like the hopelessness of the situation because they're like so, you know, so far from everything from society pretty yeah. much. You know, like that's yeah. yeah the one like that they have that like like is like the fame like I feel like yeah yeah I mean there's there's sound effects there's yeah you know there's stuff going on that are uh, that add to the you know that are sounds in the film that work you know Mm. but you know like the generator continually running and stuff like that like it's it was the sound effects as as instead of like soundtrack you know yeah those are the things and again to the movie's credit that they're not showing you a lot of the acts of violence like you see him the big the big ones are getting bludgeoned on the head Mm-hmm. When, when all of a sudden, then the sliding of like the metal door, like afterwards, which is, I feel like, a very iconic image of this movie. Right? Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like that, that element, and then not showing again, like in the new one, they show you like the person being put onto that meat hook, but in this, it's just it's the sound. And that's why this movie did get like a, I think it was like NC seventeen when at first, or it got down to an R rating. They were gonna give it NC seventeen really? or whatever the highest rating was at that time, uh-huh. and it was not allowed in like a lot of countries as well. But um, yeah, I mean, and also I, I definitely like I said like the ending. There was a lot of the cinematography in this movie that I haven't, I guess because 
of its indie nature, but just like that dinner mm-hmm. scene, the close-up on her, it just keeps getting tighter and tighter to mm-hmm. her eyes. Like I thought it was, I really enjoyed the cinematography. It's more cluster. It makes it feel more claustrophobic and yeah. uh, and uncomfortable. And uncomfortable, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The personal space because those guys are just like surrounding her and just. Yeah. Um, you know, let's right now. Uh, we well, we haven't talked about the scene, but we'll talk about it afterwards. But let's play. I found a good. It's good audio and just a good clip as far as its length and everything, but let's play you the gas station scene. Would you fill her up, please? I got no gas. You're out of gas? My tank's empty. Transport won't be here until late this afternoon. Maybe not even until tomorrow morning. Hey, you know where the old Franklin place is? Franklin place? Yeah, it's an old two-story rock house and it's sitting up on a hill. I think you have to turn on that road back there, but I'm not real sure. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe I seen something like that up that way. When I look, you you boys don't want to go mess around the old house. But those things is dangerous. You're liable to get hurt. We'll be careful. You don't want to go fooling around other folks' property. <laughs> Some folks don't like it, and they don't mind showing you. Oh, my father owns it. And that's your daddy's place, huh? Yeah. Uh, look, uh, I got some good barbecue here. Why don't you fellas stick around here a while? The transport will be by in a little while. Yeah, you want to get some barbecue? Them, them girls now, they, they don't want to go messing around no old house. Best you stick around here. So this is, again, that very quintessential scene that I feel like happens in a lot of horror movies before they go and, you know, go down the wrong road or end up at the cabin yeah. or what have you. Yeah, it kind of gives them a warning. It would yeah. be a good idea to walk around on people's property. You know? Yeah, exactly. Almost, it feels like almost, it, you know, like some of those movies where then the whole town is in on it. Yeah. Like almost like they're just like, we know what happens there and we just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Kind of vibe. He's like, just stay and have some barbecue. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to be going to Dallas and Austin next week for a bachelor party. <laughs> and it made me for the first time in a while not excited for barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> but, when, the, when the guys got the sausage hanging out of the, yeah. the handicapped guy yeah. in the wheelchair. Yeah, he just... Uh, it's, <laughs> so, folks, le- lesson learned, you know, take the barbecue, don't wait for the gas truck, don't. <laughs> what that was about, but. Um, let's see, we t- we kind of talked. Oh, I, the one, one other thing. I, I really liked, I, I noticed F, when he was bludgeoning, uh, I think that was Kirk, yeah, Kirk's death. They also to add to that, uh, the sound element, he put, they put pig noises yes, into it. Cause it, they were, you know, they're talking about slaughterhouses and stuff like that so they you know there was a little bit of symbolism there definitely um i mean i i would be remiss if we also didn't say how this was a cannibal cannibal movie so hey it fits into foodie films i've never uh eaten any you know human flesh or anything like that Zach? That you know of. That I know of. You, you've had barbecue in Texas before, have you not? I have. <laughs> you're, and you're, hey, you're the Cowboys fan here, so you, you support a, a, a team of that, you know. We just eat up the competition. <laughs> you're 3-3. Three and three. We're 1-5, so touche. Um, 
it's our Zach and I have a big our two biggest rivalries, football and Star Wars versus Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but any 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 final thoughts on just on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Just from ah, I, I, I not viewing it for so long, and like I said, it never it didn't stick with me like some of those other films back yeah. in the day. And like just rewatching it, I. I I enjoyed it. it you know, I, I appreciate, like, like you said, like the art house feel to it because it was it was, he was trying to do some different stuff, more, yeah, so more interesting kind of, you know, cinematic kind of stuff. It really in sounded, that film. yeah, it really sounded like he did. He was asking a lot of his cast and crew, which is always a big and you know borderline like tough thing to do when you i think the budget was originally 60,000 then they ran into some problems in like post and then they needed to sell some of their shares as far as the directors and the producers of the film mm-hmm. but um it ended up doing well and it's i mean obviously spawned like pl- you know a, ha- oh a bunch God. of sequels the thing not only sequels i mean like i said i was watching it with a different set of eyes this time too and it's it's inspired so many horror films and stuff. Yeah. I was, I saw in that I saw uh, what's it called the, uh, uh, two th- two uh, what's it called the the Rob Zombie, uh, series the uh, House of Oh Thousand Corpses yeah House of a Thousand Corpses and then the Devil's Re- like the the sequel to oh, that Oh yeah Devil's Rejects there was a, yeah Devil's Rejects that's it that, uh, you saw elements of that like like I said uh, Cabin Fever with Eli Roth mm-hmm. you, you know you, you, I was oh, watching definitely Hostel too yeah I'm like watch yeah, yeah yeah I'm watching I'm like wow this really didn't it inspired a lot of films you know it's like and it's not. Yeah, it's definitely it's in the you know when like in music they say the the Godfather, the King, the Prince, you know like and yeah. they get the titles. This definitely does fall into that category of just like you know the the hierarchy of I think of the genre. Yeah, because I mean, if you really look at those films, like the the slasher original slasher films that had millions of sequels, all of them did. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like yeah, the Friday like, the Thirteenth. See, I think that's so overrated. That's where I was going with this. Okay, I, I, I think Friday the Thirteenth is overrated. <laughs> I don't think that first one's a very good movie. The one that the mom is. Yeah. Spoiler alert. It's yeah, the mom. but I mean, it's it it wasn't. I don't think it was that strong of a movie. And then yeah. like, and then they just got weaker as they went along as well. And Did you whereas ever like the Halloweens and yeah. Nightmare on Elm Streets and this one. Um, you know, I don't really remember the sequels to this or anything like that, but it's just like, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's a pretty strong beginning. It's a strong, yeah. strong film. No, it's, I, I really enjoy, it seems like the actors are having a fun time. The director's really trying to create something original mm-hmm. and doing a lot with a low budget. Uh, I, I totally dig that and I, I like I mean it just seemed like Gunnar Hansen again the, the actor that played Leatherface did a lot with that character and suppose I, one of the little less trivia that I loved reading was that even with he, you know he wore like lift shoes so he was taller or whatever mm-hmm. and even in those he ran faster than um, uh, Marilyn Burns who played Sally so he had to like when like those when he was chasing her have to come up and that's why he's just like that's why like that whole flailing of you know just stopping and and cutting things like that's where that came from because but i love that that simple improvisation is what created this very memorable character Mm -hmm. and uh 
and he, you know, he's a classy, he's a classy killer too. He's wearing a suit most of the time, so mm-hmm. you know, a tie versus. <laughs> I think in the in the in the new one, he's they made him much more of like the butcher nature with like a leather apron and all that right, stuff. Right. Well, but yeah, so D- Texas Chainsaw Massacre, check it out if you haven't seen it. It's a it's a great film to watch this time of year for mm-hmm. Halloween and. Um, well, let's move on, and we'll talk a famous food scene. So, Zach, I have, like you said, I've got some production value here. I've mm-hmm. got some uh, folded up little pieces of paper, so just go ahead and uh, select one, and we'll talk whichever scene it is. All right. See if you can read my handwriting. What oh, hell yeah. Back to school. Oh, I was <laughs> yes. hoping you were going to pick that one. Whore's divorce. Yeah, whore's. <laughs> All right. Let's play that scene for you. I hate small food, you know? Get your best Rodney Dangerfield right now. Hey, I get no respect though. Hey. <laughs> hey. I learned this in Europe. Hey. <laughs> hey, somebody step on a duck. It's a different movie. Different but. movie, but classic Dangerfield. This, I love this scene. I love this movie. Oh, I love this movie. Yeah, Rod- I love Rodney Dangerfield. That's yeah. yeah he's he's a, a man crush. I love Rodney. Dangerfield. He's the best. What uh, you're you're saying that you saw this when I saw this is another I mentioned earlier about uh, junior high school. I think I'm this film. uh, I was in sixth or seventh grade. I remember riding my bike with a friend to the movie theater to go see this, and I think it was rated R. Yeah, definitely. And like there's 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 boobs there's bush right in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're perfect. Hey, this is you and Julio, and hey, what's with the midget? Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's I. I mean, it was you know, uh, Ronnie was like at the height of his. Oh yeah. You know, like, hey, Shakespeare on me! I'm yeah. gonna tame her shrew. Yeah. So so <laughs> this film came out, and I was like, oh, we got to see it. So me and the friend went and saw it, and uh, definitely weren't disappointed. I have seen this many times since. I love this film. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he, the the Rodney Dangerfield delivery is impeccable. You know? Oh, it's, yeah. It's the best. He's you know? one of the kings of, like, the one-liners or, you know. Oh, yeah. The, and he just, do, you know, just delivers them at a rapid pace and yeah. ease in this film. It's and, great. And this is just a great scene for the character because he's just, you know, an average Joe that ended up creating a successful, mm-hmm. like, huge... You know, conglomerate of a company, mm-hmm. and this is his, I think, third or fourth marriage or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And she just uses him for his money as having this fancy dinner. And again, he just, you know, we have 
no, only champagne, sir, you know, because mm-hmm. of you know, what the missus said. And so he lines his, you know, jackets up with beer, and he goes up and makes this, you makes know. Makes himself this, a sub. Yeah, makes himself, <laughs> it's supposed to be this bread that, you know, I guess you just take a slice a piece of, and he just cuts it open, digs it out, puts some deviled eggs in it, uh-huh. and whatever, whatever, little Swedish meatballs, whatever other hors d'oeuvre goodies there are mm-hmm. and makes the sandwich and then obviously hey, you know, as you heard hey buddy you know put your head right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey give me for a second have you ever been at a party like that you just felt like un- just uncomfortable in or anything like that pretty much any formal party <laughs> any formal guy. party <laughs> not a fan like of the that. formal party no no come on I, I'm I, I'm Rodney Dangerfield at heart. No matter what uh, what my financial status ever becomes, I'm, it's yeah. remember you're a melon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a great. It's got Paulie from uh, Rocky in it. Yep. It's got what's uh, that? What's Bert, his name? Uh, Bert, uh, Bert Jones, is it? Bert, yeah, no, Bert, I always want to say Burgess Meredith, but no, that's not it. No, it's Bert... Uh, Bert Young. Bert Young. Yeah. Bert Young. You it. almost worked with him one time, or did yes, you? Yes, he was going to be in The Bill. Yeah, you uh, short, short film that film. I did. Yeah. He was... He almost was... Uh, we almost got him to play the father character in that. Yeah, that would have yeah. been awesome. Um, but that you had... What were the two... You had... Uh, what's his name from Blue's Clues, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, St- uh, S- Steve Burns from Blue's Clues and Devin Rattray from uh, Home yeah. Alone. Yeah. yeah. What's a cat? Uh, Buzz. Buzz. Buzz's girlfriend. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> yeah. But the, yeah, this scene, I love this scene because well, God knows I love a good sandwich, and it's just and I'm someone I love a, I love a good co- not that this is a cocktail hour, but this is like a cocktail party, uh, and I just love going to like a wedding or a formal event, and then just totally it's usually about for me <laughs> it's about the food, and I just make myself a big plate. But he just, it's just, again, it's a great, you're like, oh, I get this guy. I probably want to be friends with him. I want oh, to exactly. Him. I mean, you go you go to the, these formal cocktail parties, and, and, and you end up starving, because they got, like, little finger food. Yeah. So Rodney, Rodney's just yeah. like, well, I'm going to make myself a sub. You know, it's great. It's yeah. his house. Dude, yeah, he's, you know? exactly. he's, he's not, gonna say, he's he's not even, like, invited to this party. Yeah. You know what I mean? And <laughs> they find his wife cheating on him. Yeah. That's the, the Julio. Yeah, the Julio. It's yeah. you and Julio by the pool house. It's you and Julio yeah, here. Hey, what's with the midget? <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is I mean, uh, just a, it's a classic comedy. And I think pro- one of the further, you got Texas Chainsaw Massacre in, the, in this film, pretty too far off. But that's why. Uh, uh, this was know. unexpected to be talking about back to school, you know, and. Yeah. You told me we're talking about Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre. Two very <laughs> different films, but that's what's great about food scenes is because you can uh, you can find them in everything and anything. Oh, uh, moving on to the last segment here. Let me pull up my notepad. I've got the uh, what I've dubbed gut instincts. So this is just a bit of a you know just whatever really comes to you first when I uh, when I ask these following questions and you know what I'm I'm gonna remind myself I'm gonna take this pen here and write a new question. You're going to be asked a brand new question for the segment that I just I I, I thought of in our conversation Ooh. before when you're talking. So it will be the debut of uh, how many questions we got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen. I'll make it an even fourteen. So. Making it no more an unlucky number, but so. Good after I just bashed Friday the 13th. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so question one. Favorite fast food? Uh, Burger King, I guess. Bert. Not Moe's? 
Well, is that, is that considered fast food? Could be considered fast no, food. No, Moe's definitely. Moe's, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moe's, uh, uh... I know you like Wendy's, though. Joey's. Where, where did you... When we used to do no, the games... No, I don't... I like Burger King. You like Burger Wendy's, King more? Yeah. It was Wendy's was convenient. Growing up, 17. we went to Burger King, so I, yeah. yeah. It was convenient. Yeah. That's, that's okay. all. But it, uh... And plus, Wendy's is when I'm eating healthy, because they put a piece of lettuce on your burger, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'll, I'll ask you. I use. I say. I'll say. Go to drink, but I'll say go to because I know you enjoy both. So go to beer and go to uh, like cocktail or hard liquor. Uh, Guinness and Captain and Coke. Captain and Coke and yeah. But what was you? What was because it's that, again it's fall. So didn't you f- figure out a few years ago what what did you really like? Wasn't there Captain in? Wasn't some kind of cider? Or well, I thought I thought was Captain Ginger Ale. I don't know. I drank that. Oh, too. I thought there was one year that you like the angry. Orange, oh or, the, no! It yeah, was, wasn't it? Yeah, what was that? Also, that was when we were doing that job in Syracuse together. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. I don't remember. It was a now specialty. Now we sound like good You know the job hey, up in Syracuse. Hey, that we <laughs> yeah. the body. Hey, hey, Tommy was in the grass. Hey, hey the hoof. <laughs> the hoof. Um, but what was that? And you're like, this is delicious. And you started making yeah, it, it was, home. It was something like, yeah, it was something like Angry Orchard and, and Captain Morgan's or something like yeah, that. You yeah, th- yeah, the Angry Orchard. Yeah, Captain- it was something. It was like especially at that bar we went to. Yeah. had yeah, where we had dinner. Yeah, I forgot Don't about it. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah welcome. I a, there you I, go. I have a bottle of Captain at home. Here there we go. go tonight, Friday <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Guinness, which I was just having the freshest of the fresh Guinness recently when I was back over in Ireland. So oh, nice. It's, it's I've, yet, I've yet to do that, although this summer with my uh, son's soccer team, we're going over to England and stuff. Oh, might, you have to, then. We might go over there. You have so to. We'll see. It's right there. It's so easy. Yeah. It's like an hour I, th- I think that there's been talk of doing that, like go, traveling yeah. around the island and stuff like that. It'll be so. in... It will. The Guinness Brewery will feel like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory for oh, you. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Just start, definitely. You'll break out into musical number. That's how good it is. Oh, definitely. That. Milkshake of the gods. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Favorite childhood snack you remember like a like one maybe that your mom would buy for you or make for you or yeah my my house was like famous for having like mil- like the pantry was just full like my friends would come over just oh so you, you were that house yeah nice um little debbie star crunch do you ever <laughs> have that <laughs> no little i mean i know little debbie well star- yeah it's the little yeah. every brand but it was like a i don't even know if they still make that it's like it was like a circular chocolate thing like filled with like caramel and rice uh-huh. like crisp rice and it was oh it was good yeah and then the, the nutty bars too the little Debbie nut yeah Debbie nutty, nutty bars are pretty awesome too yeah. that's I always loved so you that's cool that you were like that house my you know my friend Dan he was I mean it was when we were in high school because that's when he moved to like our area but his dad worked for Keebler it's <laughs> like oh, all nice. all the Keebler oh, stuff in the basement. Oh, Fudge Stripes too. I love Fudge oh, Stripes. Oh yeah, Fudge Stripes yeah. are awesome. Yeah. yeah, that was that was his basement. Did you ever? Watch, I know it was like a little past like the age that you'd be watching, but did you ever watch like that '70s show or like an episode? Yeah, I've seen episodes. Yeah, yeah you know how yeah. it's like the basement they hang out. Oh, like, yeah. That was the basement. Mm-hmm. That was always the best. The basement hangout with the snacks. Mm-hmm. That was that was so much fun. Nice. Sweet or savory? Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Favorite food city. Favorite food city. Yeah. Ooh. Do you have like a sit? You know, I mean, you again. You love Comic Con. San Diego's known for like their fish tacos. Yeah. Or something. I, I, I had you, fish tacos this past 
past year, but um, I grew up in Philly. Cheesesteaks. You know, yeah. I love the, You know, I love the cheesesteak. Yeah. That's for, that's for damn sure. Um, everywhere I go, I eat pizza. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a, I'm not a pizza connoisseur, but I'm I, like everywhere I go. Um, yeah, and and obviously you mentioned Poland, like getting the um, yeah, internet the, international city you could name uh, potato pancakes with the Hungarian goulash on it. Oh yeah. God, it's so good. Yeah, that's. <laughs> So we want to put maybe it's Krakow up there then. Yeah, I had oh my god, I had the best. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. that for a little. Let's sidetrack. Talk about your trip to Pol. Like, what's your? I mean, your wife is Polish, and you so you've been over there a handful of times at least, right? Ten, at least ten times. Ten times. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. So yeah. I mean, see, so, I mean, as I've talked about my international travels, what's what is that to you? Just like going over and obviously then eating food over there and just like what, oh, yeah. it's just fantastic. Just exp- you know, like. Like, uh, like I, I've told you as well, like, especially when, like, I remember when you were starting to do your journeys, and yeah. so I was like, for me, I didn't like the itinerary kind of travel. Mm-hmm. It's like, I liked going into, like, the square of a town or whatever, sitting there having a beer, having some food, and just watching people, and yeah. just, like, the, you know, we we were, we went to the Ukraine this year, too, and I went oh, to cool. Lviv, uh, Lviv and that was amazing, really cool town, and it was like... The, I mean, the beer is fantastic, and the, you know the food. It's similar to you know like the Polish food, Russian yeah, the food, Eastern and stuff. European, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's similar. A lot of meat and potatoes and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, no, it's just that kind of that kind of experience is just you know I you can walk through museums and look at pictures and stuff like that. Oh, you, you know, but I kind of I like that more than just like exploring cities. Yeah that way just walking around and you know like we were with a tour there was a tour that we 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 bought like a package trip mm-hmm. but we just were like okay where where and when are we, we are we going up? back yeah. to the hotel like yeah. where we got to get on the bus and we just separated the other thing is the tour was in polish so it doesn't do me any good <laughs> and having my wife translate the whole time is yes. kind of a waste of time so you know so we just go and experience it ourselves and we brought we brought Dylan my son with us it was the three of us we didn't bring the girls they're too young but uh so it was cool it was like it was a lot of fun we just explored the city you know it's yeah. like that's awesome yeah that's... yeah it's awesome that your kids are getting that experience at a young age though just tra- you know traveling in general mm-hmm. and then just then obviously maybe trying food that they might not be you know biased you know at an yeah. early age but were you an adventurous eater as a kid no 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 like didn't eat like do you eat sushi no that's okay. My son does, huh, but I don't. Good. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> My wife and son like it, but no, I don't. I don't need it. All right, favorite cuisine. Favorite, like type of food is that? Yeah, Italian, Mexican. Uh, between Italian and Mexican. Probably. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo! You hit it. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I would say Italian and Mexican. That's... Any particular dish that you're just like, oh my god, that's just. Um. You know me with the parmesan, yeah, uh, and marsala too. I love marsala. Um, for and then on the Mexican side, uh, you know, I mean, you like a good burrito, yeah, burritos and fajitas. I love fajitas. You know, and guilty pleasure food. That food that you know. I mean, for some people, it's chips, and all of a sudden they find themselves at the bottom of the bag really quick. You know what's? Oh, easy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, Triscuits. I love Triscuits. Triscuits? Oh my really? god, yeah. Uh, man, I, I go through I <laughs> go through boxes of Triscuits like 
All at right. Dirt Triscuits a lot. Yeah. And like and like simple stuff like you know, like mac and cheese. I mentioned mac yeah. and cheese. Even like the craft, the box one, it's mm-hmm. I, I I can I can plow that's, through that too. Yeah, it's yeah. a good guilty like yeah. comfort yeah. food. Yeah. yeah. Favorite condiment? Uh Trojan I Um <laughs> 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 What was it? What is it? Rocky, Brian and I always quote it, but it's in Rocky too. It's just like you should invest in condominiums. Never use them. Oh, <laughs> uh, ketchup. Ketchup. Yeah, I'm a ketchup. ketchup. I'm a ketchup guy. Yeah. Put ketchup on your ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What's the last thing you ate? Last thing I ate, I had a ham and cheese sandwich and pretzels for lunch with Dang. a banana. <laughs> Exciting. What? <laughs> what would your last meal be? Last meal. You can make it a three-course dinner if you want a little, you know, app dinner dessert, or you could just say like I just or random dishes, whatever. What? What? Yeah. Last wow. meal. Um. Oh, that's tough. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, I, Parmesan's my go-to. Yeah. It might might do like a nice chicken parm with a. Like Guinness and a. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe a glass of red wine with that. Well, yeah. yeah. I would, yeah. Yeah, glass of red wine, chicken parm. Or even, you know what, what I really like, too? Uh, uh, shrimp scampi, too. Ooh. Oof, I love shrimp scampi, And some, yeah. like, linguine. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good, too. Hopefully my wife's making something good tonight, because I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you prefer to, like, eat at home or go go out and eat? Um, you like to you like to cook, too, right? You grill? Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a griller. Um... And, you know, my wife's a really good cook, so, you know, I, I like a good home-cooked meal is good. I mean, as a, f- I, I, like, my kids love going, and it's like, they always want to go out. And yeah. it's like, I enjoy going out, like, you know, especially with, like, a group of friends or something like that. That's mm-hmm. that's cool. But, yeah, nothing like a good home, home-cooked home meal. Like, we go on those trips to Europe or wherever yeah. and stuff like that. Then we, we come home, and it's like, oh, it's I, I'm, I look forward to, like, a nice home-cooked meal, yeah. you know. like Some good pierogies. Yeah. Uh, you, nah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love pierogies, but my oh, it's, nah. it's they're kind of it's a lot of work to make yeah, those. We we've true. done those together as a family. Oh, that's, that's nice. not something that like that's cool. That's yeah, cool, yeah. We, we've we've had friends over and we did like a pierogi party oh. and stuff like that's kind of cool. That's a, that, that was fun. Yeah, it's always cooked. Have some drinks cooking. and make pierogies because it's a lot of work yeah. making pierogies. That's that's a Polish dish. Yeah, if you're making that, it from scratch, that's so, yeah. 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 What would be your spirit food? What food? Not so. Not you know. Some people I feel like feel like they're gonna say then like their favorite food. But like, what food do you think embodies your characteristics? And you could even make it a drink, maybe or something like that. But what you know? So think about your personality traits and what could you know? I have no idea. No idea. No idea. You're a laid back guy. Yeah. So what kind of food would that? Trying to think. So yeah, I feel like you fall more into the comfort. Food, yeah, oh, I'm de- yeah, it's definitely be a comfort food. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to think, what would be? I don't know. Hmm. You're the first person that I'm not gonna. Yeah. Boy. I don't know. A question at hand. We'll we'll, we'll th- we've got a, you know a couple more questions and we'll be ending it. So we'll we'll, th- we'll think about it. Maybe we'll have something in the next few minutes. This is the new question. What's your favorite movie snack? You go to the movies. Oh yeah, what are you I mean, popcorn's always yeah. a great go-to. Twizzlers, 
Twizzlers. Yeah, this is no question about it. Like the original, like the original flavor. red yeah. Twizzlers. I used to when I back in my movie hopping days, when you know, when young and single and stuff, I yeah. go and I buy a thing of Twizzlers and go to town with the Twizzlers. Yeah, that's. There you go. Yeah. Okay, I was never a big Twizzler fan. Really? Yeah, I don't a little know. too bland I, for me. Yeah, I always liked them. Did you ever try to use them as a straw, even with the time? Yeah, yeah, when I was, when I was younger, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they had the chocolate ones, too, and you could drink them ah. up through them. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I haven't tried the chocolate ones. I love chocolate, yeah. so. All right, this is the last question. What's the greatest lesson you've learned in food? I feel like you kind of actually touched about touched on it in the beginning of the podcast, just as far as um, just even from your childhood and, you know, like, and maybe even like remembering dishes that you love and stuff like that. But what, you know, what do you think is a good lesson that you've learned in food? I don't know if it's so much of a lesson, but it kind of going back on, like we've talked a lot about the travel and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. When you're traveling, what you're, you're thinking about what the next meal is. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like your, your, your travel is based around like, your, you know, I'm always thinking, I'm like, Oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah. What are we going to do for dinner, you know? It's like, oh, a, yeah. a, that's an exciting thing, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, we we just had lunch. What's next for dinner, you know? Like, yeah. well, what are we having for breakfast tomorrow, you know? Like, that's, that's the love, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I love traveling so, and playing. Yeah, so that's the kind of, you know, like, food is, it can be part of the itinerary, I guess you yeah. can say. Like, it's part, you know, the it, it, that's... It, that's part of the exciting part of it, you know, yeah. like try yeah. to have the local experience too. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. That's, that's my yeah. big thing. Like I, I love, I would travel nonetheless if I still wasn't like as into food that I am. Mm-hmm. But when I go somewhere, I find myself now going on to insert and God knows I post plenty of food pics. But the reason I do that is because when I started traveling, I would put like hashtag, you know, Dublin food or something like that, you mm-hmm. know, and you would see pictures and that's what I love using social media for. And that's, or asking friends like, Oh, you've been to the city. Where have you gone? Mm-hmm. Or watching a show like parts unknown or somebody feed Phil or ugly mm-hmm. delicious. And I love seeing these, you know, there's so many great travel food shows now mm-hmm. and you get to have oh, definitely, yeah. that more visceral, you know, local experience versus. Oh, it's definitely, it's, it's a big part of the trip. It's yeah. like what you're going to eat and stuff like that. I've, I, social media wise, I've been known to take a beer pick or two. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zach, thank you so much for coming on foodie films. I mean, right, right now this is, I mean, this is when, I don't know if there's anything that you want to, I guess we'll repeat for uh, the listeners where, the name of that company where we might be able to find um, uh, Semester's End eventually, like if you want to plug that. It, it, eventually, it's supposed to be on Amazon and Netflix. Okay, cool. Um, so just, I guess, keep an eye out for it. I actually act in it. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't Kyle, mention that. Carl the Delt. I played Carl the Delt. It was supposed to be like a one-off scene. Comes a... Emphasis on the off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yep. <laughs> became honestly what would be like close to a top billing character. and and it's it's it, I would almost say you're a, a romantic lead in the film too a because rom- you have a very romantic scene with a with an object with an object <laughs> Jesus uh, and uh, yeah and also I mean hey you, I mean you, you you picked on him a little bit you wanna you wanna go ahead and what what's uh let's name let's do him a favor let's name Collins what's Co- Collins movies that are uh, um, 
Well, uh, Domestic Hell is Domestic his, Hell is his the most new one. one that's going to be coming out soon. Yeah. And then um, uh, Sleep Away, Sleep Over, Sleep Over. That's on Amazon. Okay. And um, um, Bloody Drama. Bloody that's Drama. On Am- that's, that's on yeah. Amazon as well. Yeah. Yeah, Bloody Drama's. Yeah, check good, it. Yeah, pretty, it's on Amazon. Yeah, I watched it's pretty, it. Pretty it's the Halloween for, season. You gotta check. Yeah, it out. yeah, it's a it's a pretty pretty cool film. Made in Texas. Yeah. Enjoy your barbecue. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy my barbecue. Um, you know, I'm trying to take again because for for your, uh, I'm gonna put you in. You know, we said comfort food, but I think I think you're a, I think you're like. A, let's go with a ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> ham and cheese sandwich. Some right. spi- maybe some spicy you're mustard a, on it. You're a, um, you're an eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> Foodie fans. Write right in and t- and tell us uh, if you if you know that movie reference, uh, you will uh, I'll, I'll give you some kind of prize. Oh, and what's the follow up? I know the follow. Do you know the follow up line? Grenade plant. Um. Yeah, you're a cantaloupe. Yeah, cantaloupe. Yeah, I love this guy. <laughs> this guy, I love this guy. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> uh, well. We uh, end every episode with a sign-off line, which is "There's more to cut." And actually, I'll, I haven't said in a while, but that 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 comes from uh, that's something that my grandmother would always say, and I know that you are uh, aware of my grandmother because we always around Christmas time. I mean, we'll always message one another around the holidays when, uh, anyway. But you're aware of my grandmother's big Italian the dinner, feast. the yeah. feast, and she makes delicious chicken parm. Maybe I'll have to bring you some of her yeah, chicken parm definitely. sometime. But uh, that's just a line she always said when she would, you know, make dinner. There's more to cut. So if you could just grace us with uh, uh, letting the foodie fans know that. There's more to cut. Yummy, yummy, yummy.